Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the book of Genesis. Tonight is study number 7 of Genesis chapter 2. And we're continuing to look at verses 6 and 7. But there went up a mist from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. And Jehovah God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. Well, in our last study, we were looking at the spiritual picture of man, Adam, being formed, being created. And we've already discussed how Adam can be a picture of Christ with uh, Eve within him or the body of believers within. And, and in our last study, we were looking at Adam as a type and a figure of the elect because he's a new creation. He uh, has just been made by God, and uh, he, he has been made good. And we went to Isaiah 43, where we saw that God spoke of forming Jacob and Israel and, and creating him using the same language and uh, that the, some of the same words, formed and made, that we find in in this account in Genesis, and that uh, in Isaiah 43 was God describing the formation of his elect people. And, and so Adam, yes, is a figure of Christ, but Christ also, um, it, it, the, the body of Christ can be a figure of all the elect people of God. Remember, as we read in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 1 Corinthians 12, and it says in verse 12, For as the body is one, and hath many members, and all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one Spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. And then skipping down to verse 27. Now ye are the body of Christ and members in particular, speaking to all that God has saved all are part of the one body of the Lord Jesus Christ. Different members, like the physical body, has different members of hand and foot and eye, but still part of the same body, the one body of the Lord Jesus. Well, that's the spiritual meaning, or one of the levels of spiritual meaning, that God is teaching that is in view in Genesis 2, 7. And Jehovah God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. 
and man became a living soul. Now, what's interesting about the creation of man, the creation of Adam, is the order in which God created him, or the the steps that God took to create man. Notice, first of all, Jehovah God formed man of the dust of the ground. Now, let's stop there. What do we have? We have uh, a man that has been formed, Adam, and he is formed, but he does not yet have um, breath breathed into him or life. He has not yet become a living soul. He does not have a spirit uh, or or anything. There's just a body. Now, what will we say, or what do we say, uh, in uh, in in our present day, in our present time? If someone's soul, if their if their spirit, if their the breath of life leaves their body, what do we call that? We call that death. That's physical death, isn't it? When, when you, uh, you, uh, go up to your grandfather's room and there's no answer and you open the door and, and he's lying dead on his bed. Well, the body's there, but there's no more spirit, no more breath of life. The breathing has stopped. The soul has departed. And uh, if he were saved, well, then, then his spirit is going to be with the Lord. If he were unsaved, then his, uh, breath is just gone and, and he is dead and will be dead forever. And yet this is the condition of Adam at the very first. God formed man of the dust of the ground. And so Adam is a body without a spirit without a soul, without breath of life. And, uh, you know, God tells mankind in a couple of places. Um, for instance, in Acts 17, in Acts chapter 17, it says, beginning in verse 22, we'll start there. Then Paul stood in the midst of Mars Hill and said, Ye men of Athens, I perceive that in all things you are too superstitious. For as I passed by and beheld your devotions, I found an altar with this inscription, To the unknown God, whom therefore ye ignorantly worship him, declare I unto you, God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands, neither is worship with men's hands as though he needed anything, seeing he giveth to all life and breath and all things, and is made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth, and hath determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation. God gives to all life, breath, and all things. And when God takes the life, he takes the breath away of a person, then that person dies. That's the definition of death. Um, you, the body could lose an arm and lose a leg and continue to live. Someone could have a heart transplant 
and continue to live. The, the body can uh, experience much hurt and damage and continue to live. Life is defined by the breath of life that God has given, by the spirit, the soul that he has placed within. And he's placed it within animals, too. Animals have a breath of life. They they have um, a, a breathing, and, and they have life within. But, of course, there's a big difference between the the breath of life that God gives an animal and the breath of life that God gives man. God only gives the animal the physical aspect of the breath of life. To man, God gives the physical life as well as a spiritual life, a soul that the animals uh, do not possess. Well, now, again, here is the man, Adam, with a body. He's been formed, yet without life. Does that remind us of anything? Well, it does, because in the book of Ezekiel, in Ezekiel chapter 37, we find God commanding Ezekiel to prophesy upon dead bones. Now, it so happens that the the um the word breathe in genesis two seven um where it says Jehovah God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. The Hebrew word that's translated as breathe is strong's fifty three o one and it's not found too often, but one of the places it's found is in Ezekiel chapter 37. But before we go to the verse where that word is found, let's take a look here in Ezekiel 37, where uh, God asks the question, well, first, let's see the scene in verse 1. The hand of Jehovah was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of Jehovah and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord Jehovah, thou knowest. The word live is a related word to another word that's in Genesis 2, verse 7 where where God says that he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And in Genesis 2, 7, that's uh, Strong's 24, 16, uh, which is derived from 24, 21, which is the word translated as live in uh, Ezekiel 37, verse 3, where God asked the question, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord Jehovah, thou knowest. Again, he said unto me, Prophesy upon these bones, and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of Jehovah. Thus saith the Lord Jehovah unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and will bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and ye shall live. He shall know that I am Jehovah. 
So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, a shaking, and the bones came together, bone to his bone. Now, what we have, this is a vision that God gave Ezekiel, the prophet Ezekiel, a faithful man of God long ago, of this valley full of dead, dry bones. And it's really picturing the unsaved of the world, but not just the unsaved, the unsaved elect, the elect who were predestinated to salvation, yet were, as they were born into the world, children of wrath even as others, until the time appointed when God determined to bring his word into their life, and through the prophesying of the word of God, they would live. And that's the picture that God is forming. And so the bones are coming together to his bone. Notice it says his bone, not bone to bone. And that's a, a, a giveaway because they're coming together to form the body of Christ. We are uh, members of his body, therefore his bones. When a man um, marries a woman, they become one flesh. And as the Lord um, uses the the picture of marriage in Ephesians chapter 5 to illustrate the spiritual relationship between Christ and his eternal church, the company of the elect. And in that passage in Ephesians 5, it says in verse 28, sought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth it and cherisheth it, even as the Lord the church. For we are members of his body, which agrees with 1 Corinthians 12 that we read earlier. We're members in particular. We are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. This is why not a bone of his was broken while he was on the cross, because God was very jealously, carefully protecting the body of Christ. The wrath of God was poured out upon Jesus. He was the atoning sacrifice, the Lamb of God. But his bones were not broken because they were types and figures of those that Jesus was dying for. We are bone of his bone. And here the bones come together, bone to his bone. And then it says in Ezekiel 37, verse 8, And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came up upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. Now, let's think about this. We see that God commanded Ezekiel to prophesy. He prophesied as he was commanded. And as a result, the dry bones stood upon their feet, or they, they rose up and bone came to bone. Sinews covered the bone, the bones and flesh over the sinews. And therefore you, you would have had uh, a new creature. You would have had a new man 
standing before you, or new men, because there were many of them, yet without the breath of life. It's exactly the case as with Adam, when God first formed Adam, he made him of the dust of the ground, he formed his physical body, so Adam would have had bones and sinews and flesh, just like we're reading in Ezekiel 37, yet there is still the final touch, the final part of the creation, the, the final wonderful part of God's creation of man to make him a living soul, to make him uh, someone in the image and likeness of God. And so uh, we we know that God breathed, it says in, uh, again, in, in Genesis 2, 7, breathe into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. It, and, of course, that reminds us of um, a couple of passages, at least. Uh, for instance, in John chapter 20, in John 20, we read, in verse 21, beginning there, Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you. As my Father has sent me, even so send I you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them, and saith unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Whosoever sends ye remit, they are remitted unto them, and whosoever sends ye retain, they are retained. Jesus breathed on them to receive the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God. And it's that Spirit that brings life. Now, in this case, this was the commissioning, the sending forth of the gospel into the world. But but what would happen when that gospel would go out into the world? Many dry bones would hear the word of the Lord and be formed. They They would come to new life and be a new creature created anew in the spirit of God through the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're also reminded of 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16. Now this is a different word than the word breathe that was in John 20, but it, it really carries the same idea in 2 Timothy 3 verse 16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction of, in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. The word inspiration, as it says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. And all scripture is the Bible from Genesis 1-1 through Revelation 22 to the last verse. All scripture, all the Bible, all the word of God comes by or through or via inspiration. And the, the Greek word translated as inspiration is a compound word that that literally means God breathed. God breathed and gave the scriptures. The scriptures 
then are sent out, which are God-breathed. And the scriptures enter into the lives of people or have done this uh, historically as they've gone into the nations of the world. And the word of God has traveled uh, in many different ways. Uh, it's traveled in paper form, in book form. It's traveled by word of mouth. It's traveled through the airwaves, the electronic medium. Uh, but however God causes it to move and, and travel, it has found its way into the homes, into the lives of those people chosen by him from the foundation of the world and whose sins were laid upon Christ, who had their sins paid for by him and Jesus resurrected to justify them and and to guarantee that they also would become sons of God and and children of God and they would experience the resurrection because they had become dead in sin through the fall and and spiritually were like Lazarus the 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 man that Jesus loved who who was dead four days already before Christ came and spoke and commanded Lazarus come forth. Spiritually, they were like the dead dry bones. You can't get any deader than, than having, uh, your, your flesh rotted away and the worms have eaten it all and, and the birds uh, of the air have come and, and just pecked away and, until there's nothing left of you and then have the, the hot sun beat down upon you in the valley uh, to, to even remove whatever moisture you had in your bones until you're just a dead, dry bone. That's about as dead as anybody can be. And that's the spiritual condition of man as God sent forth his word to save his people from their sins. And, and so we find again, returning to Ezekiel 37, as God commands a second time to prophesy, because the, the body was formed, the, the dry bones had become these bodies of men once again, so they, they were in a much better condition than they were previously, but they still lack one thing. So in verse 9 of Ezekiel 37, Then said he unto me, Prophesy unto the wind, prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, Thus saith the Lord Jehovah, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood up upon their feet, an exceeding great army. Then he said unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say our bones are dried, and our hope is lost. We are cut off for our parts. Therefore prophesy and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord Jehovah, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves, and cause you to come up out of your graves, 
and bring you into the land of Israel, and ye shall know that I am Jehovah, when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up out of your graves, and shall put my spirit in you, and ye shall live, and I shall place you in your own land. Then ye shall know that I, Jehovah, have spoken it, and performed it, saith Jehovah. And that is a beautiful illustration of God's salvation program from its beginning when we're nothing but but dead in sins, dead in trespasses and sins, until God forms the body and then completes it by breathing the spirit and and then raising up the dead out of their graves and placing them in the land of Israel. And that would be the promised land, the new heaven and the new earth finally is what's in view with that statement. Well, in Genesis 2, verse 7, we can see God's salvation program, can't we? As Jehovah God formed man of the dust of the ground, and and he's dead. He he lacks life. He lacks the breath of God. And and so God breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Yes, it's a historical record of the creation of the first man named Adam and of the human race. We know that. We know that. But at the same time, it's a wonderful historical parable pointing to God's formation of the new creatures that he will create through the uh, atoning work of the Lord Jesus Christ that has already been finished from the foundation of the world, and man will live. The people of God, these uh, these precious souls, these blessed individuals that God selected as he chose to love Jacob and, and to hate Esau, yet he did choose certain ones to bestow his grace and and to extend the scepter of his mercy and to grant eternal life too and and already with the creation of the first man god is looking ahead to the creation of the new man and that creation will be forever now uh lord willing our next study we're going to look into a little bit more carefully some of the words here for instance um and and just to let you know that because I've learned much of this from Mr. Camping that Mr. Camping has gone into detail in the book Time Has an End concerning Genesis 2:7 and one of the things that he pointed out that's that's interesting is that the word life in in Genesis 2:7 breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul, that the word life, Strong's 2416, Kaim, the M ending reveals a plural word. Remember, like Elohim is a plural word for God. Kaim is a plural word for 
life. Therefore, it's lives, literally. God breathed into his nostrils the breath of lives, and man became a living soul. So uh, that's interesting, isn't it, that it's plural? We'll take a look at that again, Lord willing, when we get together in our next Bible study. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.